Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day today. As always, I'm actually out of the uh, town for a little bit. I'm up in North Carolina on vacation with the kids, so it's very uh, it's been very nice to kind of get out of Florida for a while. It was 29 when I woke up this morning, so actually some cool weather for once, other than the 88-degree Florida that I just left, so it's been really nice. And one thing that I've been hearing now is I want to bring this up on the show, just kind of give everybody a heads up. I've heard this now from multiple emails, and now I had a personal friend of ours, one of Lana's really good friends, run into the same issue. And what's happening is apparently the pharmacies have now been instructed that if you go to fill out a script for ivermectin, if they put down that it is for COVID or if they ask you it is for COVID or if you tell them it is for COVID, they're declining the prescription. They're not giving it to you. I've gotten three emails on this from different customers and friends across the country. And then yesterday, Lana got notified by one of her good close friends that lives with us in Auburndale who was able to get a script for ivermectin that went to Walgreens. So she went to Walgreens, and it was one of the sections on it that wasn't listed or wasn't filled out basically what the ivermectin was for. And so the lady asked him, the pharmacist asked him, what is this for? My Lana's friend goes, well, it's, it's for you know COVID. She goes, I'm sorry, we can't we can't release this to you. We can't release any ivermectin for COVID usage. And she goes, why not? I've already gotten multiple scripts in the past. We like to keep it on hand, and that's what we have it for. So, sorry, you're done. We're not going to give it to you. So she had to get back with the doctor, turn around and send it to CVS. CVS went to CVS, did the same thing, didn't get the one section filled out, left it blank, and she went to CVS and they said, well, we need to know this for. She goes, well, it's just for you know for health reasons. So we need a specific reason. She goes, well, it's for COVID. Declined. And so she got really upset, went to another pharmacy. The exact same thing happened. And what's happening is now, and I don't advocate misleading anybody, but you never know, you may need it for this. If they are asking for something for ivermectin, well, you need to make sure you have it and you're getting it for any type of parasite infestation that could occur. That's just honestly the best answer and the best option because that's what it's for and you may need it for that in the future so you know you're not really fibbing on that aspect but it's so crazy to me now that we literally are living in a society to where a drug that is working that has worked repeatedly and hundreds of thousands of people now that we've seen all across the world that has used ivermectin in numerous countries where it's easy to get and it's worked effectively but yet you're not allowed to get it here even though it's not any type of significant controlled substance, it's not like morphine or anything like that, it's super easy. It's almost impossible to overdose on it unless you just take a massive amount on it, and then you, like nausea and vomiting are the worst side effects from it. But yet you can't get it for COVID even though it works, even though Pfizer just produced a very, very, very similar comparable version of their own ivermectin that's actually in the same class and category, but they essentially reworked it to make it easier on the gut and instead of $2 per pill for ivermectin, it's $700 per cycle for this new Pfizer drug, which is, like I said, in the exact same category and works on the same pathways. So you have to ask yourself a question. Why are they continually doing this? And the answer is very clear. They want to make it so the only option you have available at all that they can tell you is the clot shot or the kill jab. I saw a interview with a prime minister 
out of Australia. She was doing an interview online, Jaquinda Arden. And this was very, very disturbing. And she was on there and she said, there's not going to be an endpoint to vaccines. That was her quote. what she said. She goes on to say, we're rolling out boosters. And if someone hasn't had a vaccine or their booster in six months, we need them to come back or we're going to go to them. There's not going to be an endpoint to these vaccines. They're for your protection. Not joking. That's how far they're taking this now. Remember what we said last year when they started to roll this and Trump rolled out Operation Warp Speed and everybody was wearing the mask and everybody said it was going to be over soon when the election was over? Well, that was well past a year now and everybody said that was going to be over. I said it's not going to end. The longer people comply, the more people basically submit, the more they're going to push this, and it's going to be shot after shot after shot. And now Australia has blatantly handed their cards on the table and said this is the game plan, this is what we're doing. There will be be no endpoint to the vaccines her quote verbatim every six months you're going to need the booster shot every six months if you don't get the booster shot you're going to lose all of your freedoms as they've clearly shown each six months it gets you your freedoms back this is where they're taking it guys and it has nothing to do with health because if it did they wouldn't be telling you you couldn't have ivermectin for COVID when you go to the pharmacy when there's been documented, provable evidence now showing it knocks out COVID. So I want to kind of bring that up this morning and remind everybody what's going on and give everybody a heads up because apparently this is becoming a very common thing across all pharmacies across the country right now, which is very, very mind-boggling to me considering how effective we've seen this drug, especially when you stack it with the high dose of vitamin C really important that you stack it with the zinc and the D3 because apparently when you take the ivermectin with the vitamin C and D3 it like supercharges those supplements on top of that if you're really really sick from what we're seeing so just wanted to bring that up what do you think about that Dan? Well I'm surprised they haven't made ivermectin illegal or reclassified it as you know as a schedule two you know I really am I'm this this whole thing's insanity I mean Here's the thing. You know, when we had the clinic over on Highway 92 here between Auburndale and Winter Haven years and years ago, this is almost 40 years ago now, I remember we had a simple test that we could use to determine if a person had parasites or not. And literally, if you had pets in your house, if you had cats or dogs or whatever, uh, or farm animals, you had parasites pretty much 100% of the time guaranteed. And we tested people for this on a routine basis, and we pretty much found that everybody had it, had some type of parasite. So is it a big stretch to ask the doctor to write a prescription for you for ivermectin in case you might have parasites? Not really. But, you know, can you do this and not be – I have to obfuscate that you're doing it, you know, prophylactically for COVID, which you shouldn't do, by the way. You shouldn't be taking that for COVID at all unless you actually have COVID. Uh, it's just not something you need to do. You, that, you take your supplements for that. You take the D3, K2, potassium iodide, zinc vitamin C and high dosing and also you know you got a lot of other things you can do as far as helping your immune system be supercharged you know astragalus is a great product if you start coming down with a sore throat but it's sad to me that people are actually having to lie now as far as why they're getting ivermectin but is it really a lie if you basically have parasites I don't know you know you figure it out with your own doctor Figure out what you need to do with all of this stuff but it's very frustrating because you can buy this stuff over the counter in South America Central America for pennies a pill, pennies. And it's sad that you've got to go through now and you get one cycle of this stuff. It's like four or $500 for one person to go through it for one cycle. And now they've come up with an alternative to ivermectin because, remember, ivermectin is not patented. They can't patent it. They've got to make some changes in it to repatent it so they can start gouging people for, for more money. 
But this is always what pharmacia does, isn't it? Isn't this what they do? And this is what they warned us about in the book of Revelation and the book of John and the book of Revelation, in which these, when John wrote the book of Revelation, isn't this something that they told us that these people who practice sorcery and these people that basically use pharmacia to control the masses? It says all this in the book of Revelation. I've read it to you many, many times. And this is the group that runs the planet. The problem that they have now is, you know, people have the internet and we're waking up. But see, they don't really see you as a threat. I'm just be honest with you. They don't. They don't see you as a threat because they've they've basically mind controlled the masses for so many decades, for so many centuries now that, you know, the few of us that are out there warning you about what's going on, unless you really get a big, how should I say, format and you start getting out there and you start having a big footprint, then they get kind of weird with you. Some of these doctors that are going from talk show to talk show to talk show to talk show, you know, and are getting these huge footprints. They're being prosecuted now. Their licenses are trying to be taken away. I know one doctor has had to defend his own license eight times in the last three years. Eight times. Because every time he says something, we're taking your license away. Because it's another form of control brought to us by the Rockefeller Rothschild Medical Complex, which took over the United States medical associations, etc., and educational systems 100 years ago. Because they wanted to be able to control the masses through pharmacia. They want to be able to brainwash people, like they talk about with Sigmund Freud and Bernays. And all of the people like Goebel who came in and said all of these things to control the group think of the mind. Hitler was one of the best, best mind control speakers I've ever heard. I mean, because, well, you guys don't speak. Most, some, most of you don't speak German. I speak German. So when I listen to him do the speeches and I'm like, wow, he's really, really fired up. Because then you find out, of course, he was on amphetamines <laughs> when he was doing the speeches and he's all geeked up on some kind of, you know, you know, speed. But the reality is, is that, you know, this is something they've always done to people. We have, Preachers that are basically not of God, that are basically mind control specialists, they're called flock fleecers in Christianity, and they come in and they come to a church and they know exactly what music to play. They know exactly what frequencies to use as far as the music they're playing. They know exactly what to say because they've dialed it in on how to get the biggest offering. And when I've confronted these pastors before for doing this, they say, well, you know, even the sheep have to be sheared. And I'm like, wait a minute, why can't you just tell them the truth, that you have X amount of expenses per month, you need to bring X amount of revenue in per, per, per church service that you do, and if they can support you, why do you have to try to manipulate them through groupthink? But it's what they do, it's what they've been taught to do, where the Masonic Lodges came in, and they basically have destroyed Christianity now from a Protestant and a Catholic standpoint in the last 80, 90 years, because they want to make sure we are no longer relevant to stop this, because Jesus came in 2,000 years ago and put a big quash down on all of them. He did. Rewrote the entire timeline. I'm the present God came in and rewrote the timeline. And when he does stuff like that, it changes everything. He did it with Noah, and he did it with Christ. And he, it was supposed to be held together through the church. But Jesus knew that eventually this would happen, and that's why in the book of Revelation it talks about what's going to happen in the end times and all these other things with these with the prophets that are going to come out and the two witnesses are going to come out, and a lot of them think they're Moses and Elijah or, or Enoch and Elijah. The reality is this. We don't know when the end times are supposed to hit, but we know one thing. The petrodollar is on its way out. It's down to like 0.75 now in the Swiss currency. Here's the problem with Swiss francs. I had a friend of mine who invested heavily in Swiss francs in 2008, and, the, and they kept going up, going up, going up, and going up against the dollar. And one day, the Swiss National Bank, who's also controlled by the Rothschilds, I should add, just revaluated the currency. 
they knocked 10% off the Swiss franc, just, just moved the decimal point and took it down 10%. So my friend who had over a million dollars in, in basically a Swiss francs ended up having his currency dropped down by a hundred thousand dollars overnight. And there was nothing he could do about it. Just done. It was revalued. So people are always going into this fiat currency trying to find a safe haven. And I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. The way they did it in Germany, the way they made it through, the people who got through the Weimar Republic, it was blue chip stocks, gold and silver, land. That was it. Stuff that maintained value regardless of what the fiat currency proclaimed its value to be. So my mom was there. My grandfather was there. My dad was not there because he was born in the United States, but he knew what was going on because all of his relatives were still writing and telling him. In fact, what dad would do and he did it all the way up into the 50s after World War II, he would actually go over to Germany and just, I remember he told me he'd give out $100 bills to his relatives. And you don't realize the $100 bill in 1950 was a lot of money to a German citizen who was dealing with Reichmarks and basically the collapse of civilization over there for about seven, eight, nine, ten years after World War II because of what was done with the uh, the Morgenthau Doctrine and what they did to Germany to try to destroy it completely. A lot of Germans, about over 10 million of them, starved to death, not including the ones who died and were starved to death in the Eisenhower detainment concentration camps after the war. The German soldiers were told not to feed the German troops behind barbed wire because they were considered as enemy combatants. They weren't considered as soldiers or troops any longer. And so the Geneva Convention no longer applied and they were told if the little boys and girls who were basically walking around begging for food from the GIs asked for food, that they would let them starve to death because they could be a future Hitler. Well, nobody bothered to tell anybody Hitler was Austrian. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that. And the problem is, is that they did it. They let the German children starve to death and the German soldiers starve to death and the German women starve to death. And behind the, the Berlin Wall, you know, in Berlin and all of East Germany, the German women were raped on a routine basis by the communist infiltration of the Russians. And it was just something that went on for a decade, but the United States didn't do anything. And that's exactly what we see happening now with Australia. Let me read you this real quick. This is interesting. This is from uh, the burning platform. It says, letter to colluder, stop enabling tyranny. A few hundred at the top to plan and direct at every level, a few thousand to supervise and control without a voice in policy. At every level, a few score thousand specialists, teachers, lawyers, journalists, scientists, artists, actors, athletes, and social workers eager to serve or at least unwilling to pass up a job or to revolt. A million of the feeble, P-O-B-E-L, it's got an umlaut over the O's, it's hard to pronounce, which sounds like people but means riffraff to do what you would have called dirty work, ranging from murder, torture, robbery, and arson, to the effort which probably employed more Germans in inhumanity than any other Nazi history, and standing of sentry in front of the Jewish shops and offices in the boycott, in the in basically uh, it was called Kristallnacht in 1938. This is Milton Meyer, and the thought that they were free, the Germans 1933 to 1945. And he goes, "I'm willing to defend, die to defend my liberty. Are you willing to die to take my liberty?" So. He says, no, good, then stop enforcing totalitarian measures against your neighbors on behalf of the tyrants. Who wouldn't hesitate to annihilate you? Stop planning, directing, supervising, controlling, performing their dirty work. Become part of the resistance instead of an enabler of the democidal despots. Whether you are law enforcement, 
public official health officials, psychologists, scientists, medical professionals, educator, employer, censor, propagandist, or any other agent of complicity in this war against the people, you are what makes the dictatorships possible. You are what makes enslavement possible. You are what makes genocide possible. You are what makes the biggest lie in history possible. You may not be one of the Gestapo agents beating individuals, entering a public space without their vax passport, wrenching children away from their vax criminal parents, pummeling anti-injection protesters, stripping and needle-raping registers, reverting to Australia to come back to a penal colony, or restraining and forcibly injecting the elderly and mentally disabled, otherwise known as the useless eaters by your predecessors, including Henry Kissinger. You may not be one of the public health officials instituting intellectual and deleterious mass guidelines and lockdowns based on fraudulent PCR tests, testing wastewater to justify iron-fisted measures, or falsifying the numbers to magnify a fabricated threat and to conceal the deadly factual consequences, statistically astronomical number of adverse reactions to the kill shot. Maybe one of the psychologists devising the mass persuasion campaign that has hypnotized the obedient, the gullible, and the ignorant around the globe to continue to wear masks and socially distance. may not be one of the scientists to frighten to losing your career credibility or grant funding and future to denounce the fraud being perpetrated under the cloak of science. And you may not be one of the physicians violating the Hippocratic Oath by poisoning children and adults with a kill shot or the Nuremberg Code as you deny potentially life-saving medications like ivermectin and forcing them to take remdesivir to destroy their kidney function, or you deploy murderous injections of remdesivir, or administer lethal drugs like remdesivir, or you inflict ventilator-associated lung injuries, you may not be one of those. You may be not one of the nurses flouting the nursing code of ethics while pinning down screaming children as you plunge the poison death jab. You may not be one of the daycare employees torturing toddlers into wearing a mask. But what are you? Are you standing against this collusion? Are you standing against this giant global takedown of the Kabbalists to destroy everything headed up by the Masonic Lodges and the CFR? Is that who you are? Who are you really? Why in the world are we looking at this as a okay thing to do to other humans? Well, one German EU member, she warned and said the new Holocaust is coming. This is Christine Marguerite Anderson. She's a German politician and who is serving as an alternative for the German member of the European Parliament. She was regarding the latest COVID restrictions in Australia. A European Parliament member has vowed to let the world know that Australia has transformed into a totalitarian regime comparing it to Germany in the late 1930s. Christine Anderson, a EU politician serving as an alternative for German member of the European Council, charged that Australian strict COVID restrictions tramples on human rights, civil liberties, and the rule of law. Anderson then sent a daunting message to the world as a whole, saying, at no point in history have the people forced into compliance been the good guys, adding that the welfare of humanity has always been the alibi of tyrants. I'm going to repeat that. The welfare of humanity has always been the alibi of tyrants. We're here to protect you. We're here to install a democracy into your country. We're going to kill all of you to make sure you're free. We've heard over the years, haven't we? She then challenged the viewers to realize that the vaccine isn't protective from the COVID, saying that it does not protect you from government oppression or the COVID. She was, I am a German. 
We once asked our grandparents how they could have stood by in silence and allowed a totalitarian regime to come about. Anyone could have known, she explains, all they had to do was open their eyes and take a look, calling that the vast majority of Germans chose not to see what was happening. She challenged her audience, what will you tell your grandchildren? Will you tell them you didn't know? Will you tell them you were just following orders? Anderson also charged that the coronavirus restrictions aren't about breaking the fourth wave. It's all about breaking people. She's 100% right. Australia doesn't need a no-COVID strategy. What Australia needs is a no-oppression strategy. She called to stop governments from transforming free societies into totalitarian, totalitarian regimes. Guys, listen to me. It's always the same people that do this. I've told you this a hundred times on this show. It's always the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Masonic lackeys who run the entire show tied together now with a D-Wave computer into the interdimensional interface with Lucifer himself to bring us back to Genesis chapter 6. It's always the same group. It's like the United States and the world is a giant Petri dish. And they constantly experiment on us to see what they can do to us. Unbelievable what's happening globally. Guys, stand firm in your faith and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's the name of Jesus that scares these guys literally to shaking in their boots because they know who he is and they know the power that he has. Always rely on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Excellent information. And you're exactly right. And it doesn't take a historian to look back and realize that history always repeats itself in the same cycle when it comes to it always comes down to one group wanting to control and dominate another group. That's really what it comes down to. When it, when it, when you boil it down to brass tacks, that's always what it is. And we're not seeing anything different this time. We're seeing a group of individuals that have been running things through shadow covert means for decades and decades and decades, really centuries. And they want everybody to comply with their demands. This has nothing to do with safety. It has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do with keeping people, you know, from getting a virus. And that's what everybody has to finally grasp. It was never about that from the beginning. This was essentially the beta test to roll in the new phase of the new world order with the fourth turning. That's what this is always about. And so once you can get the people to where you break their back, you break their will, and you say, listen, it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter your convictions. It doesn't matter how healthy you are. The only thing that matters is that you tell us you consent to having a hypodermic needle injected into your body, and we inject into you whatever we want to inject into you, whatever we want. You don't get a say in it. You don't get to ask what's in it. You don't get disclosure what's in it. I saw an article now that came out that the FDA is now asking for a total of 75 years 20 years more than originally agreed in order to comply with the demands for basic transparency and accountability over its December 2020 decision to grant the Pfizer emergency use authorization for the RNA gene therapy drug known as the vaccine. The FDA said there are 59,000 more pages that were not accounted for in the initial agreed timeline to be released in 2075. Now it's asking the judge in its court case granted until 2096 to produce them all after redaction for alleged proprietary information reasons. Guys, did you just hear what I said? They accidentally forgot 
59,000 pages out of the original agreement? 59,000 pages? Are you... This is like living in a comedy show. I feel like I'm watching a circus show right now. and you got the clown juggling balls with the lion running around him. This is one of the most asinine, stupidest things I've ever heard of people actually believe these guys are trying to do this for our health and safety. Here's why this is being done, even though it's so blatantly obvious, just to make it crystal clear for everybody. They want to make sure nobody, nobody is still alive when this stuff finally comes to roost in 2075, if that ever even happens. In my opinion, I think the United States will probably be dissolved by then, and the FDA will cease to exist, and these files will somehow miraculously disappear that's what I think they're doing this for. They know exactly what these shots are doing. They know exactly what's happening. Remember I said before how when Chipotle and other restaurants have got a foodborne illness that pops up and a few hundred people or a thousand people get sick, the entire company has to like restructure the way they do food and has to completely shut down operations, throw away everything they have, get fined $25 million like Chipotle did because 1,100 people got sick over four years and nobody died. But yet we have now these injections that are showing up all over the country with unbelievably adverse events, and nobody wants to even question it. The Children's Health Defense from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. just released basically the new update from the CDC of the data now showing as of December 14th, 2020 to November 5th, 2021, still has not been in, in, in an entire year yet, almost 11 months, has now shown from the CDC's own numbers, the VAERS reports, that there are a total of 875,653 serious adverse events following the COVID injection. That's in 11 months. Guys, think about those numbers for a second. Almost a million people have adverse events, and in total, 18,461 reported deaths. Think about those numbers for a second, guys. Think about those numbers for a second. And of the individuals who have died in the U.S., 10% occurred within 24 hours of the shot, 15% within 48 hours of the shot, 26 and uh, basically experienced onset symptoms within 48 hours. I mean, now, now I saw another article the other day. They're coming out now, and they're starting to say that there's a level of deaths among pilots that is unprecedented. The industry trades publication actually covered it in their news. Pilot deaths in 2019, there was one. Pilot deaths in 2020, there were six. Pilot deaths through September of 2021, only nine months, 109 deaths. That's an uptick of 1,700% deaths in airline pilots in 2021. And pretty much in the industry who I've talked to and people that are in the know have basically said – it's primarily almost all caused by the shot that's causing blood clots. Because you've got to remember, these guys are constantly changing up air pressure and equilibrium and everything. You're going up, you're flying. You're coming down, you're sending. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And what's happening is apparently these shots causing these clots that they're occurring are starting to massively increase this in pilots. This isn't something that is by accident. There's a reason why they tried to mandate this among all of the pilots. In my personal opinion, all you have to do, again, is listen to what they're telling you. Remember when the bumbling fool, Ortez, AOC, came out and said that she wanted 
all air traffic to stop. All airlines need to stop in order to help the great green deal, the climate deal, to stop global warming. Everybody needs to stop flying. And we all laughed. We all pointed at her and said, wow, a new clown showed up to the circus. We have another clown to point at and laugh at. Well, guess what, guys? Nobody's laughing anymore. They told us what they wanted to do. They want to stop all airline traffic. Talk to anybody now that's flown nationally or internationally. It's a nightmare. Every single person I know that's flown now in the last four, five, six months said it's horrific. Everything's getting delayed. Stuff's getting canceled left and right. I mean, you've seen it now with Delta. You've seen it with American Airlines. You've seen it with all of them. All of them. I mean, just randomly, oh, flight's canceled. Sorry. Oh, flight's delayed. Oh, we have a layover here and a layover here and a layover here. This one's canceled. It's delayed another day now. It's happening all over the place. They want to stop the ability to be able to travel freely on your way, and they want to make it so restrictive now. Like I told you, it happened to my mother-in-law. She had to fly back down to Ecuador. She went and got a negative COVID test the day before her flight. She goes to get on her flight. They say, oh, we're sorry. We don't recognize this COVID test anymore. You have to do our own COVID test, and you have to do it here in the airport because you're not injected with the kill shot. Oh, we're sorry. We know your flight leaves at 6, but our testing center doesn't open up till 7.30. Now, think about this for a second, guys. Think about how stupid this is. So you're apparently making people test negative to fly for their safety, right? If, now, if you're vaccinated, it doesn't matter. You can be fully infected. Infected with COVID, dripping, snot, coughing, and hacking, but it's okay. You've got your clot shot. You can get on the plane. You don't have to test negative. But if you haven't had your injection, you're perfectly healthy and you have no symptoms, you still got to test negative. But apparently, it's not good enough to be able to test negative at any time of the day. They have specific times that they're going to be open to allow you to test, so they'll allow you to fly, so they'll allow you to submit to their rule. They're doing this over and over, pushing the narrative further and further to try to make it as difficult as possible for people to actually come and travel and live freely without being injected. That's the entire purpose of this. And now you got the FDA saying that they want to make it till 2096 till you can actually see the extra 59,000 pages that were redacted. This isn't an accident. This isn't a joke. This isn't funny. And this is what they're doing. More and more people all across the world are becoming more awake to what's happening. I saw the videos, and if you guys saw recently, uh, Luxembourg, Germany, all these different places, they were having Christmas markets. And there's video in Germany, and people were walking around, and they have vaccinated side and unvaccinated side with a giant fence up in between them, like cattle. Oh, you're, you're not jabbed. This is your section. You're you come over here, peasant. You got to come over here. Oh, you've got your COVID passport. That's fine. You can go on the nice side. This is the nice side of the Christmas market. This is where all the nice stuff is. You're on this side. Well, in Luxembourg, they've had enough. They start stripping all the fencing out in the middle of the Christmas market. Big giant raid. They ran through and started ripping all apart. I gave them a standing ovation. Kudos to them. This is all about submission. When you see people come in and say, oh, you have to wear a mask to step in. No, no, thank you. I'm very healthy. I don't need to wear a mask. No, you have to wear a mask. It's for your safety. No, it's not. It's for your compliance because you've been told to follow orders. I don't follow orders. I'm not a peasant. I'm not a dog, and I'm not in the military. I don't have to follow orders. This idea that random people can walk up to you and dictate your actions and tell you what have to do for your health is completely and totally nefarious agenda in order to push their ideas onto everybody in order to make people comply for no specific reason whatsoever. 
Nobody has the right to tell you you have to wear a muzzle on your face and recirculate your own oxygen that you're basically trying to get out of your body. Your O2, your body is designed to bring in oxygen into the lungs. When you basically breathe out, you're also not just breathing out basically the carbon monoxide. You're breathing out the, the, the toxins, basically all the elements in your body. You're releasing toxins out of your mouth. That's why when they test the mask that people have worn all day, they have all types of different bacteria on them. They have all types of different basically elements that don't need to be breathing in. Breathing through a mask all day is like putting a wet, filthy, muddy air filter on your truck, closing up the air box, and wondering why the motor runs like crap, and it's sputtering and stalling and dying all the time because it can't get any clean air. The same concept applies when you walk around with a filthy mask on all day. And you'll go, well, you can change them out every couple hours. That's, that's great. That's good. So you walk around. You have, you have a clean, safe, brand-new box of masks that have never been opened. You apply it with fully clean hands that have just been basically sanitized. You don't touch it at all. You take it on and off. I think was the, the OSHA requirements and the health, health force, you're supposed to change the mask either every two or four hours at maximum, and you have to be fully scrubbed down to change the mask. You cannot touch the mask at any time. You are not allowed to touch the mask. If you your hand touches that mask at any point in time, you have to restart the whole process. I want to see somebody do that and then tell me it's easy to do and it's health and it's safe. Now, the next question is, why are they telling you to wear the mask, right? The whole story is, well, it's because it's for your safety. If you're sick and you're an asymptomatic spreader and you're running around spreading it, well, we already know now that concept is null and void because the concept of running around spreading a virus when you have no symptoms is next to impossible because your viral load is so low, hence the fact you have no symptoms, there's no reason for you to be wearing it because it doesn't protect you from catching it. So, if you're a healthy, grown adult, why are you being told by another adult to wear a muzzle on your face? That's the million-dollar question I've told people before. You go into a place, have a bottle of water with you. Have a bottle of water with you. I've done it when I've gone places. You need to wear a mask. No, I'm drinking water. We need to put a mask on when you're done. Okay, whatever. Goodbye. Don't talk to me. I mean, I said that to somebody one time. They, you need to wear a mask. I said, why are you talking to me? Why are you speaking to me? Well, I, well, I didn't engage you in conversation. I'm not talking to you. Do not speak to me. Don't tell me to – don't give me orders. And this concept has eluded everybody in this country now where we have alleged a free country, but allegedly you can't do anything at all. So again, I encourage everybody, continue to stand up, continue to get going, and continue to push further and further and further to make sure – that you are getting the truth out there and standing your ground for the very strong convictions that you hold in your heart, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, it, it's amazing to me because last night, you're right. You've got to hold your heart and your, your convictions together. You've got to be what you – you've got to you, you've got to let your walk talk louder than your talk talks. And we're not seeing that in the United States anymore because the alpha males are gone and a lot of the alpha females are gone except for the lesbian liberal feminists that are like a nightmare from hell whenever they start up and start spewing their hatred and their their cussing and their filthy language and you say one word to them and they they jump up and they like they, they remind me of these these porcupines with these quills they jump up and all of a sudden they, all their quills pop out at once and they start screaming and yelling and cussing at you and you're like where did you come from what part of hell did you escape from what is wrong with you and why are you acting like that all i did was open the door for you and you went insane been there, done that. Last night, my uh, 19-year-old daughter said to me, she says, Dad, where have all the alpha males gone? Yeah, I had this conversation last night at 11 p.m. 
And I said, well, I said, I don't know, Savannah. I said, I, I've, I've raised Austin to be an alpha male. I raised Harrison to be an alpha male. They're both alpha males. She goes, Dad, I can't find anybody like you guys anywhere to date. These guys are all a bunch of wimps. They won't say anything. They don't want to have conflict, and they don't want to be involved in anything that's going to create controversy. And I said, I know. I said, I know. We've stopped raising little Americans. We've stopped teaching them what the flag is. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. We don't do that anymore in most schools, most situations. We simply don't do it anymore because we don't want to be, quote, unquote, racist because, you know, we're white people and we stand for the flag. Yeah, and then they started letting the NFL players get on a knee when the national anthem was played out of disrespect. And you're thinking, what the heck happened? Well, you see, here's the thing. This is the fight and the the degradation of white people in the United States and in the world because we held civilization together for thousands of years. The Catholic Church did for 1,500 years. It's primarily white men. And everybody decided that it was something that, you know, we were being held down because of the white person was so bad. Name me one African country, one. And I'm not picking on the Africans now. One African country that you want to live in, one. Okay, just one. And that you want to be under the leadership of the administration in those countries. I don't know of any. Now, I'm not saying that whites have all the answers. And I'm not saying that blacks don't have the answers. I'm not saying Hispanics don't have the answers. Don't put that on me right now. I'm just saying that, you know, we have to have some type of systemized program in order to maintain a society that's civilized. We really do. You know, when the Europeans went into Africa, you know, they were still engaging in human sacrifice. When the Europeans went into the islands with Christopher Columbus and in the American Indians, they were still engaging in human sacrifice, in the eating of children, the eating of other humans. I mean, this is some sick stuff. Watch that movie, Apocalypto, with Mel Gibson that he did. That's what the European people came into. See, well, you went after the American Indian who were sacrificing one another and eating each other in ritualistic, cannibalistic activities, some of them, not all of them. And this is the problem that we have, isn't it? Nobody wants to talk about what we did as far as from a white race when we came in and civilized the, quote, heathen, satanic world from all their sacrificial rituals. It's the same thing that Jesus did when he came in to Rome and he came into Jerusalem and he stopped these ancient Israelites from worshiping Baal and Moloch or Asherah. Or at least he tried to. He never did as far as stopping them from engaging in human sacrifice. And it's that same group. Remember, Quetzalcoatl came to the Incas and to the Aztecs and to the people in Central and South America. This is the winged serpent god and told him, told them that he would give them advanced mathematics with star charts and calendars because they were all about, you know, worshiping and looking at the stars and trying to predict the future. And he did. Gave them advanced calendars, but he only had one requirement of them, that they sacrifice their children to him. And it's the same group now that has put the all-seeing eye together and this group of people that are Kabbalists and Luciferians that are doing all of this. And, we, and we've got to understand all of it. Let's, let's, let's change topics here for a while, give you some current news. Ghislaine Maxwell. This is an article from um, Owenson. It said, will Ghislaine Maxwell take the stand in the sex trafficking trial? Now, I'm going to say this. If Ghislaine Maxwell takes the stand in the sex trafficking trial, it will have to be something that's been, how should I say, supported by the judge, the lesbian feminist Allison Nathan. Remember, they're both Jewish. They're, They're both lesbians. They're both feminists. So will she take the trial? 
And will she take the stand? Only if the judge tells her to, I believe, in like a closed-door session, basically with counsel in judges' chambers, to let everybody know that it's going to go well for just Lane Maxwell to do this. In other words, the judge is going to disallow all kinds of evidence. They've all had already had all kinds of perverted pictures that the judge won't allow because how can a person who's already, in most people's opinions, a sexual pervert, who's also the judge, reign and rule properly as far as a sex trafficking pervert? I, I don't understand any of this stuff. And then we got Comey's daughter and all this. So the whole thing is just a mess. But I will say this from a legal standpoint, and this is what Roger Stone has learned now that he's going before another, you know, to basically, how should I say, he's being uh, deposed again. And he's already told everybody, I'm taking the fifth this time. Now, I know Roger Stone. I do. I was out down there with Mancow with him last summer, and I remember I asked him, I said, why in the world did you testify before Congress? He goes, man, it was a huge mistake, Ted. I'll never do it again. Because they twisted his words and they got him under perjury and all kinds of other things or collusion or whatever they decided to do with his testimony. I'm going to let you guys know, if just Lane's Maxwell, this is a sweetheart inside deal with this lesbian weirdo judge, unless she has some type of sweetheart deal in advance, which things aren't going to be made admissible, she'd be a fool, an absolute idiot to testify. She really would. Look at this Jesse Smollett trial right now. I haven't really talked about this because I really don't like this gay weirdo. He basically says that after the jury has now ended his first day of deliberations with no verdict, prosecution can't understand because they're claiming overwhelming proof of a faked attack. And he's still saying it was a real attack. He got attacked, even though he has checks now. What He paid the guys to basically attack him. And, and the thing about it is this. Jesse Smollett's his career in Hollywood is pretty much done. His career in general is pretty much done. You know, he's pretty much going to end up going to prison if the rules are out here that are supposed to be for everybody. But, you know, how many black folks are on his jury? I'm asking you that. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the jury pool on this. I mean, are, are they, they going to say and believe what he says? Are they going to believe that he was basically a victim of his own stupidity and that he shouldn't be put in prison? I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I've got a lot of my friends who are black who are really great people. I've got a lot of my friends who are white who are really great people. I've got a lot of my friends who are Hispanic who are really great people. So don't put that on me and say, you shouldn't say that. And I'm just going to tell you what it is. And so I don't know what's going to happen with Jesse Smollett. I mean, should he go to prison for the next 10 or 15 years? Absolutely not. No. I mean, he's ruined his own life. The only person that got harmed was him, except for he did almost cause a giant race riot because of this, if you guys remember this. Runs around with a rope around his neck like a weirdo. Look at me. They tried to hang me. I've got a rope around my neck. He's walking around. He couldn't just take the rope off his neck, right? That would have been just too easy. So I think a lot of it was just theatrics and him trying to get his name out there, and he just really screwed up with all that. Now, do I like the guy? Uh, no, absolutely not. But should he go to prison for a long, long time for what he did? No, he's just stupid. Now, by the way, uh, the VAERS COVID vaccine data is now showing a surge in reports of serious injuries as five-year-olds start getting the shots, and these young children are coming out with all types of myocarditis. 875,653 adverse events following the COVID vaccines were reported to the Centers of Disease Control between December the 14th and November the 5th to the Vaccine Adverse Reporting System. 875,000. Now, guys, I think about this for a second. Usually only 1% is reported. 
So is that that's that's insane? Wouldn't that be eighty-seven million people have had adverse reactions to this if the actual amounts were there? The data included a total of eighteen thousand reports of deaths, an increase of three hundred eighty-three over the previous week, week, and one hundred thirty-four thousand reports of serious injuries, including deaths during the same period, up seven thousand nine hundred forty-three compared with the previous week, excluding foreign reports of errors, which is six hundred forty-three thousand adverse events and over eight thousand deaths and over fifty-three thousand injuries reported in the U.S. between December the 14th and November. Guys, this is insanity what's happening. You know, in the U.S. alone, 427 million COVID vaccine doses have been administrated, administered since November the 5th. This includes 250 million doses of Pfizer. Now, here's the problem with all of this. And I and I got a text in the other day, and I was going to read it on the show, and I, I kind of forgot to do it. So I'm going to go ahead and pull it back up again because it's really important that we think through the logistics of this and how these vaccines are manufactured and how they're supposed to be tested. Because here's the deal. When you start producing a billion vaccines, so far globally, they said they've had over 5 billion people injected on the planet. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the point is, if it is true and if over 5 billion people have been injected, how in the world have they had the ability to manufacture that many vaccines that fast? Isn't that the question? You know, here's a, here's a text that came in and said, having worked in the chemical and pharmaceutical industry for almost three decades, I'd love to know how the logistics of this clot shot manufacturer works. For if all the clot shot manufacturers, that would be Pfizer and Moderna and the rest of them, combined were able to make at the rate of one dose per second of the clot shot, one dose per second, which is one, two, three, four, right? It would take almost 32 years to make a billion doses with all of them working in unison, to make one a second, 32 years. How in the world have they done, you know, five, six billion of them? That would take, what, 180 years to make these doses? Where's it all coming from? Some people are on to their fourth dose. They want to vaccinate the population of the world several times, yet there are only a few manufacturing facilities and very few new manufacturing facilities. Where is the mass staff recruitment? It would take a minimum of six months to train a technician in the very basics of vessel competency. Yet here we are, an unlimited supply of this treatment. It's almost like it's been stockpiled for years in advance, decades in advance. Think about this. And now let's throw one more little wrench into this. Remember the Pfizer stuff had to be at 80 degrees below zero How'd they get so many doses of this stuff at 80 degrees below zero? Where are the giant freezer facilities to house and maintain this stuff? Was it frozen because it was so reactive inside of the body? Probably. And on top of all of that, how in the world did they get the logistics to allocate and to distribute this stuff all over the world into the billions and billions of doses when we can't even get the doggone containers unloaded in California now from a logistical nightmare standpoint? So how was all the stuff transported all over the United States? Now, some people said to me when I sent this out via Sharon's Instagram account, the SD Brower account, they said, well, a lot of people realize now that all the vaccines weren't real, that we had a lot of saline injections, and they didn't shoot the clot shot into everybody initially so they could reduce the amount of adverse reactions initially so people wouldn't be dropping dead initially so people continue to get more and more and more and more vaccines. And then that's the truth, too, isn't it? Yes, it is. And now we've seen that, you know, probably 75% of the people initially only got the saline shot. But again, that goes right back to the same thing. How do we have billions of saline shots 
manufactured in such a short period of time. It's almost like this has been an orchestrated takedown of the United States and the world for the past 15, 20 years as these manufacturers kept their poison at 80 degrees below zero in order to preserve it to inject in the unsuspecting human population in 2020, 2021, now coming 2022. That's what it seems like to me. It goes back to the full, let's take down the population of the planet. Let's get rid of the white people. Let's destroy the Republic of the United States of America. Let's destroy the European Union. Let's bring in our new world order. Oh, that's right. That's what they said they were going to do, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Oh, yes, that's right. Klaus Schwab. Uh, you know nothing by 2030. You love it. Yeah, that's right. And now we have all these people coming in and saying that they're having massive personality changes from the shots. I had another guy call me up yesterday. He goes, I've been having all these blood pressure problems. You know, I don't know what to do. And I had another PhD from Harvard contact me this morning. I'm having blood pressure problems now. I never had blood pressure problems my whole life. Now I've got blood pressure problems. All of these things are happening everywhere all at once because people are taking these injections. And guys, listen to me for a second. You know, if you're going to do the injection, that's up to you. If you're going to take ivermectin, that's up to you. If you're going to take supplements, that's up to you. But guys, doesn't it make sense at this point just to put a big breakdown and stoppage on all of this stuff and say, I'm not going to do this and stand against this tyranny that's enveloped around us and say, wait a minute, just stop it. I'm not ready for the United States to die in the ash heap of history right now. And I'm certainly not ready for the population of the United States to be decreased by 75 to 90 percent. I'm not ready for that. So maybe I'm not going to take these poisonous injections. Maybe I'm going to think about it and try to figure out why all these people are reporting the virus. And how are they producing 5 billion vials of this stuff? A lot of stuff. Think about the math alone. Think about it. Also, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Are you there, Austin? All right. I'm here, bud. Sorry about that. That's all right. I, I forgot to push the uh, mute button. I always try to keep it on mute so that way we each have very clear uh, responses on stuff. And you're exactly right. I've thought the same thing. I've asked numerous people the same question. Is um, When you're talking about billions, you got to think about it. That number, guys, it's thrown out there a lot because we hear stupid stuff in the media about the budget. And, you know, we're $50 billion for this and $100 billion for this and $500 billion. You start to kind of forget the concept of even what a million was when you're actually talking about a million things, whether it's a million vials, whether it's a million dollars, whether it's a million vehicles. A million in general is a lot of stuff. And remember, one billion is a thousand millions. So when you're talking about four or five thousand million doses, which is, you know, four or five billion doses, you're talking about an insane amount of product. And that's exactly right. And this has been something that a lot of people have brought up to me, and I've asked the same question. It almost appears that they had this stuff planned a very, very long time ago, and it has been in production much, much before it was ever approved for emergency use. And again, the million-dollar question we keep asking is, why are people still continuing to believe the lie? Now they're saying that the booster shot is good for the Omicron Transformer made-up variant that they've come out with now, right? So Fauci came out, and his all his infinite stupidity, like he likes to ramble on, he basically said that it's not a matter of if but when the definition of fully vaccinated will change to include the third booster shot. There you go, on CNN Wednesday. It's not if, 
it's when the definition will change to include the third booster shot. Guys, it, this is it, it, come on. It, it's like the same thing over and over and over again. You can't even you can't even make it up anymore. We already knew they were going to go with this. Now they're fully saying that it's going to happen. Now, now we're starting to see. And now this is a good sign. This is a good good news that we're going to hopefully see some positivity come out of it. Is the Senate has now voted yes to repeal Biden's federal vaccine vaccine mandate. The U.S. Senate voted 52 to 48 in favor of repealing President Joe Biden's federal vaccine mandate for private businesses and what amounts to a symbolic blow. Keeping true to their word, Senator Joe Manchin and John Tester sided with Republicans to repeal the mandate under the Congressional Review Act, which this basically is in place, which allows Congress to review executive orders that may be unconstitutional. And they voted yes, it was unconstitutional, and they voted to basically repeal it. This is a very, very, very important part. Now, Graham, is this going to be a tactic to try to come up with another, you know, idea or another bill or another executive order? I don't know. But for the time being, right now, it appears that the federal vaccine mandate is going to be going out the window on private businesses. Which, by the way. If anybody hadn't realized, it was grossly illegal to mandate that a private business have to force its employees into getting injected with an experimental shot. Now, here's the problem that I have with all this, and this is what I said. A lot of the damage has already been done now. A lot of people complied. This is why I had so many people email us, call us at Health Masters. They said, what are we going to do? They're going to fire us. They're going to fire us. I said, push for a, a religious exemption. Push for a religious exemption. I said, it is highly unlikely that this is going to stand the scrutiny of legality. I said, it's probably going to get repealed. Well, my business is saying I got to get it. I'm just going to go ahead and get it. I said, that's up to you. That's your conviction. If you really want to give up on your conviction that easy because somebody told you that there's a made-up illegal mandate that's floating around thin air that you have to follow. Well, I don't want to get fired. I said, okay. I said, I get it. Put you in a tight spot, rock in a hard place, figure out what you got to do. And I knew so many people who said, okay, well, I'm just going to go along with it because I don't, I don't want to get fired. Now look at what's happened. It's right on the verge of being repealed. After the Fifth Circuit Court said it was unconstitutional, we all pretty much knew that this thing was not going to last and stand the scrutiny of any type of legality. Because you can't go around and start telling people they have to be injected with an experimental shot because, well, you said so because it's science. It wasn't science. It wasn't legal. It wasn't for health. It was all about compliance, and they got a vast majority of America to comply with this nonsense and as sad as it is that's why i've encouraged encouraged people if you've had a problem with got the shot if you've been having issues make sure you're still keeping your immune system strong i told you guys yesterday on the show it looks like resveratrol may be a very very good compound as a strong antioxidant to be help out with cardiovascular protective properties along with that the uh, the magnesium brain food and the coq10 and the vitamin e it appears mostly the most horrific side effect from this, well, besides death, is myocarditis and cardiovascular problems and blood clot problems because the inflammation that's causing. That means it's very, very important that you're taking products to help out with cardiovascular health. The vitamin E, the CoQ10, the magnesium, and the resveratrol because this stuff, it's not going to stop as far as what they're pushing on it. We don't know the long-term effects from the shot if you've just gotten one dose or two doses. I don't know. It may be something that you can basically help chelate out of your body. I'm not sure. 
Robert F. Kennedy said you can't, but again, this has all been experimental. But one thing we do know, antioxidants and anti-inflammatory supplements, including turmeric as well, can also help out with inflammation in general. So it's something definitely to look at. So again, I encourage everybody, get the truth out there. There's a reason why the Senate repealed this thing. There's a reason why the Fifth Circuit Court, there are a few people left. And I have to say, I think there are still a few people left in the government. Not a lot, (laughs) but there are a few left that do not want to have this blood stain on their reputation and basically on their history because it is going to go down, in my opinion, as long as alternative media continues to expose this and more and more Americans continue to stand firm and say no and expose this, I think this is going to go down as one of the most horrific debacle and lies that's ever been perpetrated on the American populace when it comes to this injection and making people get something against their will because it's allegedly because of science. I think it is. And that means it is up to us to get this information out there. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to get the truth out there. Get the news out there. The real news that's going on. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the product of the week on sale right now. is the Prostate Support. Great formula on the website right now. And also the Magnesium Brain Food on sale. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. If you need anything, give us a call, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.